Make your move, cowboy. I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black, got the bushes black to match. Riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch. Who got next? New Doritos Cool Ranch just got cooler. Hey, dancing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are streaming live right now in the From the Jump studios. I am your host, Addison. Welcome to a brand new edition of From the Jump, episode 104 from the Jump. And of course, we got to start off today with breaking news. And that is Kyrie Irving coming out of the NBA. Kyrie Irving is set to have season-ending shoulder surgery. Now, of course, the net starting point guard, this is coming from NBA.com, the net starting point guard will have arthroscopic surgery on his shoulder and will miss the remaining of the 2019-2020 season. And, of course, Kenny Atkinson, of course, did dress the media earlier this week saying, excuse me, that, that Kyrie Irving was supposed to go see a specialist. Well, apparently, when he went to go see with the specialist, apparently they just decided that let's go ahead and shut it down, which... As you're starting to see around the NBA, there's a lot of other guys that have been shutting it down for the rest of the season. Of course, his notable teammate Kevin Durant has been on shutdown mode pretty much all season. You just saw Klay Thompson basically say he's going to shut it down. I know they were talking about Curry wants to come back in March, but if Curry's not fully 100%, if Curry's not truthfully healed from that hand injury, I would tell him to shut it down as well. So again, Kyrie Irving to this point has missed 20 games, this 26 games, I'm sorry, this season. So, you know, before he's missed a, a good you know, amount of games. Of course, he had the, you know, the quarter zone shot in December, which was supposed to help this situation, but I, I, apparently it didn't get better. I'm of the mindset Kyrie Irving truthfully never really got healthy from when he left Boston and he had lingering issues coming from Boston over to Brooklyn. So as a result, Brooklyn is, is stuck in this mess of Kyrie Irving and now Kevin Durant, even though Kevin Durant is getting better, but it looks like Kyrie Irving you know, for the foreseeable future, we'll be having this sort of problem year after year after year after year. Now, again, Kyrie Irving, you know, when he was healthy, averaged 27, 5, and 6. So, again, this is a valuable player, but a guy, nevertheless, that gets hurt year after year after year. And, again, that's just relentless going to the bucket. That's the cutting, the slashing, the you know, the bear and tear that Kyrie Irving puts on his body as a result. It's starting to show itself. Again, Brooklyn is seventh right now in the Eastern Conference. So this isn't a team that's at the bottom of the East without Kevin Durant and, you know, right now without Kyrie Irving. But as it stands right now, it's just a blow to this team. But we're willing to see what they do the second stretch of the season. Kenny Atkinson is a formidable head coach in the NBA. I expect this team to be in the playoffs, but this is just a tough blow. And as I said, breaking news to start off the show with, of course, Kyrie Irving missing the rest of the season. But, of course, this is from the jump. We got a heavy sport. Of course, this is from the jump. We got a heavy sports podcast to talk about. Of course, we'll talk about Greg Robinson. We'll talk about Greg Robinson and Quay Bray, of course, from the Indianapolis Colts and also from the Cleveland Browns. Of course, we'll talk about John Beeline resigning. We'll talk about Rob Manfred and the MLB right now on fire. 
And on today's edition of the wrap up, is LeBron James being sued? Listen up, it's from the jump. Of course, starting off today's show, now a, a story from Sports Illustrated had just broke, and it says that the NFL owners have approved on a principal term of the new CBA, and it's basically now left up into the players to sign the CBA. Now, of course, with of course the new updated CBA, it's a new 10-year collective bargaining agreement with between the players and the owners, and you know, basically it says that the players' union will meet today to discuss whether or not teams and the terms and everything over the past 10 months look, you know, basically good enough to sign. Now, of course, on the, the, the vote that was approved for amongst all the owners basically says that they are expanding the playoff field, which will include one extra team from each conference for a total of 14 games in the postseason. It's basically going to also include a 17-game regular season with three preseason games, which, of course, the old model was four regular season preseason games which the old model was four preseason games with 16 regular season games um and that of course would start no later than 2021 they said there would be also increased revenue share from 47 up to 48 percent or 48.5 percent if they can move to the 17 game regular season now of course the last meeting that they had they said that you know amongst the owners went well but you're starting to see a lot of players such as jj watt also, Richard Sherman, a couple guys chime in saying that the, the new CBA for a lot of players does not make sense. And again, for a lot of players, what they ultimately, you know, are, are also wanting are, 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 you know, softer TAC laws. You know, a lot of the players are asking for, honestly, a shorter season. They're not looking to extend the season. I know for fans and I know for viewers, it helps that there's extra playing game on Wild Card Weekend. But I like the, the the games that we have on Saturday. Two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday for the Wild Card. I don't need three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday. I don't. And if it was to stand this year, if they were to propose, if the new rules would have been implemented this year, the Los Angeles Rams and the Pittsburgh Steelers. One team was 9-7, and seven, which was the Los Angeles Rams, and the Pittsburgh Steelers were 8-8. Eight and eight. Those two teams would have been in the playoffs. Personally, I didn't. I, I would rather have not seen either one of those teams in the playoffs. So again, I, I, I personally, if I'm a player, I'm not a fan of that. Again, the players are asking for a shorter season. They don't want the season to be even longer. I know, of course, there'll be more revenue share, but at this point, I believe the players want that 50-50 or 49-50 split, you know, with the owners because I think at this point the players realize that we're the ones that drive the league, but the owners feel like you're an irreplaceable part, right? Like no matter who you are, whether that you're Richard Sherman, Tom Brady. The list goes down, right? Like we can plug in place and put whoever we want into these specific positions. So again, you know, when we look at this new CBA, if you know, and the new league year is set to start March 18th. So the owners really want to get this done prior to the league year starting. That's what the owner's job is. That's what they really want to do in the players. If, you know, you're an NFL player right now, you should be looking hard at that CBA. Looking real hard at that CBA. Do I want a 17 game season? Yes, I'll get paid more money. It'll be a shorter preseason. But that's just more wear and tear on your body. That's just more football games, you know, that you potentially could get injured for. So, again, as, as I said, as, as a former player, football player, looking at this model, this is not something that as a player I would sign up for. But, again, you know, if you're a player out there that, you know, maybe, if you, you know, your team feels like one game could potentially put y'all over the hump, you're going to possibly vote on that. So, again, you know, all the owners are in cahoots right now. And it, to the masses, it looks like a good deal because it gives us an extra game on Wild Card Weekend. But, again, I'm not a guy who cares necessarily about extra football when it doesn't necessarily make sense. And I agree there should be less preseason games, but don't just throw in a Wild Card game just to have something on television.
Former Cleveland Browns starting offensive tackle Greg Robinson and free agent wide receiver Quan Bray, who last played for the Indianapolis Colts, were arrested at the Sierra Blanca border checkpoint near the United States and Mexico border this week. Now, according to uh, bless, uh, apparently the police report and, of course, evidence provided by Adam Schefter, it alleges that Greg Robinson, who was a former number two overall t- pick in 2014, was apparently busted for possession of 157 pounds of marijuana, which was stored inside of several large duffel bags inside, I guess, the rear cargo area of the vehicle where they were driving. And, of course, TMZ was the first to report this story. And apparently, I guess, a, a canine unit alerted on their vehicle, which, as we all know, which is there at these borders to sniff out for drugs, cocaine, anything being, you know, illegally transported to and from. And apparently it revealed that apparently they had 157 pounds of marijuana stored inside of these duffel bags. And I guess they were intent. Of course, they were arrested with the intent to distribute the marijuana. Now, with all of that being said, and, and of course, it kind of, I'm not going to say it kind of goes into this, what I was talking about with the CBA, but here's another reason in which why the owners ultimately are not going to give up their stance and marijuana in the NFL. And it's because of situations like this. Now, again, we don't know the, his exact reason as to why he had 157 pounds. But, of course, we all know 157 pounds of marijuana is intended to be sold. And, again, this is a situation that, of course, we never want to see guys in because, of course, you're in the NFL. You're making millions of dollars. And it sucks because Stephen A's voice, I could just hear, stay off the weed is like ringing off right now. But he's absolutely right. Like, I mean, 157 pounds of marijuana... I would assume, but being in the NFL, making the types of money that they're making at this point, I can't understand why guys are are trying to play kingpin and play football at the same time. We've seen countless examples. Aaron Hernandez, Sam Hurd. We've seen countless and countless of guys are in these situations where they're trying to play double life and it ends up running into each other. And this is another situation of Greg Robinson and and, and former Indianapolis Colt Quan Bray you know, playing double life and again caught up at the U.S. Mexican border. But don't go anywhere. Up next, I'm from the jump. We'll talk John Beeline resigning from the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll talk LeBron James on today's wrap up. And we'll talk to MLB and Rob Manfred. Listen up. It's from the jump. Yo, check this out. Get up, you're embarrassing us. Welcome to the block party. That's cold. Mountain Dew Ice, the clear, refreshing lemon-lime dew. They say all good things must come to an end. So to my teammates, my family, and my fans, you deserve to hear this from me. Hulu doesn't just have live sports. According to the script they just gave me, Hulu also has your favorite cable channels, plus the greatest shows, movies, and originals of all time. So it's time to say goodbye to TV as you know it. But me? I'm not going anywhere. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are streaming live right now in FTJ Studios. And of course, I'm with my engineer, Eric, always making me sound really, really good. 
Yes, sir, man. We are on all digital platforms. And of course, I'd be wrong if I didn't say thank you for continuing to stream the podcast, man. Without y'all, of course, the podcast wouldn't be anything where it is today. Of course, I want to shout out to my family. All-Star Weekend was this weekend. I had a chance to go and visit everybody in Chicago. So, of course, it was always good time, good time, good laughs. And again, like I said, shout out to All-Star Weekend. It was a hell of, hell, hell of an experience. I was able to go to see the United Center. Um, we was able to get downtown to the NBA festivities. Of course, if you follow me on social media, I did post a lot. So you were able to kind of get a taste of, you know, what was the festive of going on inside of the United Center and over Chicago, you know, for the All-Star Weekend for that matter. So again, man, I want to say shout out to my family and everybody listening up there in Chicago. But of course, continuing on with the podcast, the Cleveland Cavaliers did announce this week that John Beeline will be stepping down. Now, of course, John Beeline made a statement basically coming out saying, over these last nine months, I have given all to my organization, but after much reflection, I have decided that it's best that I take a step back and resign from my position as head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers and assist the organization in a different capacity. And John Beeline goes on to say he's very grateful for Dan Gilbert, Kobe Altman, and the entire Cleveland Cavaliers organization, so on and so forth. Of course, we all know the Cleveland Cavaliers have been a grease fire really since LeBron James have left, but this season isn't anything, of course, being the worst team in the Eastern Conference with a record of 14 and 40, which is only, you know, like I said, outside of the Cleveland, not sorry, not outside of Cleveland, which only outside of the Golden State Warriors is the worst record in the NBA. Now, again, they did acquire Andre Drummond at the trade deadline, but this team has had nine head coaches, Mike Brown twice, Byron Scott. They hired Tyron Lue, fired Tyron Lue, hired David Blatt, fired David Blatt. And of course, here we are again with John Beeline, firing John Beeline. And again, you know, we can all look back to to, to Dan Gilbert and, and say, hey, he, he gave his all to LeBron. He went all in on those championships with LeBron. And as a result, here's your franchise. You know, that's the bottom line. He's had some horrible draft picks with Colin Sexton. It's just it's just been bad after bad after bad with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And here's another blow. J.B. Bickerstaff, I guess, will be the interim head coach for this team. But this is just... It's just a bad franchise, man. Hopefully they'll be able to get LaMelo Ball or one of these top picks in a draft and, you know, be able to kind of change some fortune. But again, as I said, John Beeline has said that he will be resigning as the Cleveland Cavaliers head coach. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfield issued an apology this week after he said in an interview previous weeks ago that the World Series trophy was nothing more than a piece of metal. Now, of course, the criticism came from Justin Turner, John Lester, and a variety of other MLB players. And, of course, we all know the MLB right now is kind of on fire after, you know, the, it was found out that the Houston Astros were caught stealing the signs of the Los Angeles Dodgers in the 2017 World Series. Now, of course, here is, of course, Robert Manfield apologizing for what he said about the trophy in an effort to make a rhetorical point i referred to the world series trophy in a disrespectful way and i want to apologize for that there's no excuse for it um i made a mistake i was trying to make a point but i should have made it in a more effective way now of course after hearing what rob manford had to say again he's in a horrible situation He's in a bad situation because while, yes, Stein stealing has been going on in MLB for years, we have not had a team publicly, publicly use technology against somebody, whereas they're recording exactly what they're doing down to the splits. They knew exactly the call. They knew everything that the Dodgers were going to do in that World Series. That's how they were able to come back. And to me, when you granted them immunity, when you basically didn't punish them, and the only people that got fired were, were, the, were the manager and general manager at the time, to me, it says a lot about the state of baseball and where exactly it is right now. 
And again, when you have Justin Turner, you have John Lester, when you have Aaron Judge, when you have the heavyweights of baseball coming out, speaking against the commissioner, speaking out against the Houston Astros as an organization, that's a bad sign for your sport. And again, you know, him having to apologize for calling the commissioner's trophy, a trophy named after him with just a piece of metal, says just exactly how far removed Rob Manfred really is from the sport of baseball, but just from life in general. But for me, the example I want to use in this situation, because I think the example that I don't think has been used, is that would be the same thing like, okay, if Roger Goodell didn't do anything to the New England Patriots, if it came out that the New England Patriots knew exactly what Atlanta's offensive and defensive schemes were, the game in which they were down 28-3. to so the game in which they were down 28 to 3 when they came back, you know, Tom Brady had the, you know, of course, all-time performance. If it came out that they knew exactly what Atlanta was going to do offensively and defensively, that NFL championship should be stripped from New England. Should be vacated. They should have to give the rings back. Again, we've seen New England in Spygate before, and what happened? The commissioner at the time had to give the New England Patriots the heaviest fine of possible because of the fact that this has never been done before. They had to lose draft picks. So as a result, the MLB commissioner should have done the same thing. And then when you got guys like LeBron James basically publicly coming out saying he doesn't know anything about baseball, but he also knows that, you know, when cheating transpires, it should be dealt with, says that there's a problem going on in your sport. And as I said, the World Series from the Houston Astros from the 2017 season should be stripped. Jose Altuve getting on camera saying he shouldn't cover his tattoo. He couldn't show his tattoo. Again, it's just adding more fuel to the fire. But as I said, the 2017 World Series should be vacated. And Rob Manfred calling the trophy just a piece of metal and having to walk it back just shows how out of touch the guy really is from the sport. Young from the Atlanta Hawks scored a career high 50 points last night. Now, a game in which they played the Miami Heat 129 to 124 in Atlanta. Trey Young went off for 50 points last night. Now, here's what Trey Young had to say after a 50 point game. Remember the Hawks were down by seven going to the fourth quarter tonight. But behind Trey Young, they came back and won it by a final score of 129 to 124. Great. It felt great. Um, and that's the main. That's the main reason why we play. We play to win, um, and for me to, to be able to have a good night like tonight and also win, uh, that, that's the best part. Young, if you look at his numbers, he played a pretty efficient game. He was 12 for 25. He was 8 for 15 from the three-point line, and again, he had eight assists. So it wasn't like he was ball hogging last night. He passed the basketball. From what I saw, he had a very efficient game against a really good Miami Heat team coming off All-Star break. And again, this Atlanta Hawks team, even though they are 16 and 41, they're a bad team, right? You know, we, we, we know that organizationally they have some issues and they have some challenges they have to get together. But again, if you can, you know, God, get guys like Kevin Huter and DeAndre Hunter to play better and John Collins and Clint Capella, Cam Reddish off of that bench, if somehow, some way he can just find a shot in the NBA, this Atlanta Hawks team could be formidable in the East, but they're going to have to get Trey Young some help. Again, you know, him putting 50 up, you know, last night, you know, is great. You know, of course, Quavo got the jersey at the end of the game. But as I said, you know, it, it's going to be nights like this every single night. It's going to be plenty of nights like this when he's going to score 50. Hell, he's probably going to get 61 game, but it's going to be in vain because they're not winning. So, again, shout out to Trey Young. And, again, they did get the win last night against Miami at home on Peachtree night. But, as I said, they're going to have to get Trey Young some help down there in Atlanta. Using head and shoulders every day, it's like great offense for my hair. No, 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 no. It's great defense against flakes. Offense. Defense. Offense. Defense. Offense. Defense. Boxers. Reese. Yin. Yang. Jif. Gif. Shaken. Sturge. Slamil. Slamazo. Touchdown. Turnover. MVP. Super Bowl champ.
offense for great hair. Defense against flakes. Today's edition of the wrap-up, apparently LeBron James' media company, Uninterrupted, is being sued by a Maryland youth group for its phrase and the use of the word, I am more than an athlete. Now, apparently this lawsuit, you know, is $33 million suit. And apparently Game Plant Inc., a youth development nonprofit, says that it applied for the trademark, I am more than an athlete, back in June of 2016. It says that it was granted the trademark and also the logo in 2018. Now, it says that LeBron James started using the logo back in 2018 after he was told by Laura Ingram on the infamous February 17th day to shut up and dribble. And, of course, has been used on Nike products, ESPN, and, of course, on NBA 2K video games and such other platforms. Now, of course, Uninterrupted Spokesperson says that the compliant file by game plan today is meritless and contains numerous factual inaccuracies. Uninterrupted owns prior rights in and to the more than an athlete trademark. Now, of course, this, you know, is a, you know, suit against the media company, not necessarily against LeBron James. So, of course, I don't want to spew any negative, you know, media towards LeBron James or put any slander on LeBron James' name. Again, this is his media company, not necessarily LeBron James being sued. But again, we see this happen all the time. People use different, you know, slogans and logos and, you know, the people that are getting them patented that do have them trademarked feel a way about them if they're not being adequately you know compensated for the use of it so again we'll see how this situation plays out in court but of course we talked about a lot on today's podcast i am your host addison episode 104 from the jump we are streaming on all digital platforms spotify apple media iheart radio Podbean, stitcher deezer so wherever podcasts are distributed that's where we are definitely continue to keep streaming us definitely keep tapping in tell a friend to tell a friend follow me on all my social media at addison speaks i definitely do tap back in with everybody on those but it's your host we out